gentlemen, it's the last episode of Terrifying Tater Thursday in October. Shelby, take it from there. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I heard was... Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I'll, I'll translate. Laughing. I'll, I'll translate. Shelby just exclaimed, but my mouth is full of cake. Yeah, she's dying currently. <laughs> Hunter, she hit us with that millhouse. She was with that... Oh. That's well. That's that's uh, his dad. That's Millhouse's yeah. dad. Oh, oh, I don't like the oh, idea of Millhouse. <laughs> the more we do that impression, the more it just becomes Principal McVickers from uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Beavis uh, and Butthead, you two are expelled. Oh, uh, oh, uh, sexually tender. He goes. He goes. Oh. I don't like that the show is starting with these sounds. <laughs> I, I think our listeners are all sure we start. Fans. How do you like us now? Oh my god, <laughs> it's still there. Also, we lost a whole bunch. Oh of the yeah, we lost a bunch. So uh, because for, for Tanner those, stopped boosting the server. Tanner stopped paying Tanner's for the server. Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> so we lost most of our soundboard. Unfortunately, uh, we're down to I think five, including or we have what uh, eight? No eight. eight. Eight of them. And the originals. Yeah, yeah we, we got that one. Button. We got. We never used that one. Of course, we have the. Oh, if the you Cody delete one. some, will it bring the better ones back? Maybe, or we could replace. Well, excuse yes. me, princess. It's Don't turbo forget. time! That's the classic one right turbo there. Turbo time! I don't like that that one's still there. Big fat load of covenant. What about that one? Or that one. No, I think we should get rid of both of those. This you're, is, you're I love that one, but we never everything use it. Again. What do you What do you give when you're sexually Tanner? Big fat load of covenant. Anyway, I'm sure the listeners have loved uh, this uh, this look into the inner work tour. <laughs> this tour through the soundboard. Welcome. It's the foolish mortals. It's the final episode of Terrifying Tanner Thursday. Except Tanner ain't here. He's on the highway to hell, aka Carol. The really is the highway to home. Well, <laughs> home is where the hell is. If you're some people, uh, I guess I wouldn't know. Anywho, oh, so it's the final episode, and tonight we're talking about uh, five people that we would put in our own death note. Wait, no, we're not going to no. do that. Nope. Let me, all right, nope. let me, let me. I got to redo my list, hang on. I want to peel back the curtain just for a second for our listeners. So the original idea for tonight's show that was voted against, and rightfully so, was <laughs> I suggested, and Shelby loved this idea, by the way. She was on board. Um, five people. So did, so did everybody. They just don't want to do it publicly. You take five That's people fair. and you write their name. Weird in a death note and then you say how they die now if you don't know what death note is it's an anime uh, i guess and it's a manga triggered some people there where uh uh right yagami triggers people there writes a name in this book given to him by a demon or shinigami i think probably i don't know and then uh when he writes their name in the book they die and he can write how they die and i thought that would be a fun idea who's five people we would like to kill and how would we kill them now our lawyers contacted us almost immediately and said that that is <laughs> a bad idea. idea. Yeah. Our lawyers were and by not... lawyers, you mean cast. I meant, yeah, the cast of the show. <laughs> and by the cast of the show, I mean Hunter specifically. Said, That's true. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm I, not down I, with that. 
I said in that moment, I will have this conversation with you privately. Yes. <laughs> but I would not like to be on the record for why, how and why uh, five people I know would die. <laughs> that's, Shannon, that's called evidence or exhibit A. This Here, wait, say it again. I didn't have my phone out. Purely circumstantial. You don't have to give the why. They don't need motive. They just need. They just, they just said the why. The how, no, the how. The how. They yeah. Would die. yeah. No, no. You don't say why yeah, you want them to die. Yeah. Just how you would kill them. And you're not killing them for the record. God right, is. You just want how they would I die. I am. Yeah. I am very <laughs> in that situation. Yes. Uh, also, I'm sorry. Is that how God works in anime? No wonder I don't watch that shit. You bunch of unchristian motherfuckers. <laughs> it's in that one specific one. I agree with Hunter. <laughs> um, also, the live-action American my film Minecraft, was better. I said it. I liked the live-action I... film. I don't know why everyone shit on it so bad. Fucking weeboos. I also enjoyed it quite a bit. Out there crying animated hey, tears. Yeah, weeboos. That was weeaboo. It was, was too American. Some of it was good, but some of it, the acting just got real weird and for half a second it was just like they overacted and i was pulled out of the moment I was like hey can you tone can it you down remember that you're doing this on an anime and just like chill for a second wait hold on did you just say they overacted based on an anime and that the anime was somehow underacted huh huh and speaking oh. of it's the anime where it's like what on close-ups him of like mantic frantic writing I'm sorry. Isn't the anime also <laughs> the one where where Light is like, I will eat this potato chip! Like, all dramatically? Yeah, I don't want to hear anything else I've about overacting. I've honestly never watched film. all of Death Note. I maybe watched, like, two episodes. I've never watched a single episode, but I have an opinion. Um, I I mean, did. The, well, that's because you're I white and a man. I'm a white American male. <laughs> yeah, a have, white a podcast. Christian male. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked the, the anime quite a bit up until a point. Um, a character dies in the anime, and after that, the anime is booty. It's L. No, it's... Say, uh, are we trying to hide this? Yeah, it's L, right? <laughs> is it when L dies? Is it when L yeah, dies? Yeah, it's when L dies. Okay. It's when L dies. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's old enough that I, don't, I shouldn't really care about spoiling, but it's a habit. If Zach Price is listening, go on. You spoiled it for me. He should get his life in order instead. Hey, if Zach Price is listening, stop fucking listening, Zach. If Zach Price, and go is away. <laughs> if Zach Price, I just is said I didn't want to do the Death Note show, didn't I? Can we move on? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> show me, me the your button say "fuck Brigadoon" on it. <laughs> Lindsay, how did I know that? She had That's it over good. here the other day when Jesse spent four hours building. Oh, my that computer. one. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know what button he was talking about. I didn't realize she had a button on her sweater. Yeah. The this is fuck. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I said it. Fuck Brigadoon. Fuck you too. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's more that boring reference. than Brigadoon. Yes. So. Never seen Brigadoon, uh, so I have no opinion. The musical. <laughs> yeah, and if you donated to the. Uh, uh, I was a fan. It was something for helping the actors. Fun. Yeah. Well, then when it yes. got back to uh, Broadway, did they have Fuck Music Man? Because that's what kicked them out of their original theater. <laughs> they should, oh, honestly. Right. Except they're they're going to get uh, booed out of the building for that because Music Man is very popular. Hunter, what are you doing? Is. is an old ass musical and it's real boring. Hunter, speaking uh, uh, speaking of Beetlejuice, just really quick uh, yeah. as a quick side note before we get into tonight's yeah. topic. 
the newest yes. episode of SNL with Bad Bunny. Um, yes. uh, what I've seen of it is very has been very funny. The cold open was not funny except for when no. uh, Donald Trump was on there because uh, what is his yes. name? James Austin Johnson. James or? Austin Johnson. He's yeah, fantastic J-A-J. as Donald Trump, but in yes. quite possibly the laziest joke of the entire night. And I want to criticize them for it because I believe you can criticize things that you love. Look at last yes. night's episode of E and E. I criticized American Correct. work in London when um, Chloe <laughs> Fineman played Lauren Bobert sitting in the theater for Aladdin because you know the she got felt up during yeah. Beetlejuice, and the guy's hand comes over and squeezes her breast, and like that's just so lazy. That's just fucking I, lazy. It's not. I know you haven't seen the. I know you haven't seen the whole show, but if you thought that was bad, the opening sketch after the monologue riffed on that hot topic, uh, 2008's Eight Mile. Oh, the so, rap battle. I didn't watch it, but no, I, saw I said the 2008. It wasn't even that, was it? It was way before that. It was 1974. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the opening the opening sketch after the the monologue was a rap battle joke aimed squarely at people who have seen Eight Mile because the joke was that Mikey Day's character was going to as like the white rapper was going to say all the stuff that Bad Buddy's character was going to say about him first, and then they just took it like too far. Like he talks about how his first kiss is with his first cousin and all this other pathetic stuff about himself to the point that he's like, "What do you have to say about that?" And Bad Buddy's just like. I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Like, I, it's not your fault. And like, that was, that was kind of funny, but I was like, boy, this is a very topical reference. If I can Eminem somewhere right now is going, who called me? What's happening? <laughs> what, is, what is going on? <laughs> his phone starts blowing up. He's like reading in bed with his like half lidded glasses on. He's like, what in the hell? I'm pretty sure he put on Twitter unprofessional fucking bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. When the fuck did 8 Mile come out? I think it was like 2002. Oh, okay. Oh my god, it was earlier than I thought. I was going to say, I was was in college. Middle school. I was in high school. See, I thought for sure I was in college. I was in high school. Striking while the iron's hot 21 years later. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, really hitting it while it's uh, hard there. All right, so we're wrapping up the last episode uh, for, for October here tonight. I think after this, we only have what uh horror time. time and then um candle obscura and and the last episode of hollow hollow details and yeah, so potentially potentially i talked to a friend of mine who desperately wants to do a episode about castlevania he's been wanting to do for a while and i told him we could potentially do it on monday so we might do we might have an extra extra episode there on monday we'll see what happens um yeah we'll see monday is usually when i'm editing the like the mixing i'm doing all the mixing for for hell's Tales, so it'll go up that night uh right but it won't be like recorded in that moment right so, so I'll, yeah. I'll get that one up pretty quick but so tonight uh aside from the death note idea the other idea we had that i had um was for our top five horror or our top five moments in horror now it doesn't have to be like the scariest moments it doesn't have to be in movies <laughs> it's just your five favorite moments in horror that could be video games that could be movies that could be books i don't give a shit i don't give shit long as it's as long as it was scary and creepy or gory or whatever nope nope doesn't have to be any of those things just as long as it's from horror and it's your favorite moment but what if it's not from horror but it could be categorized as a horror moment i'll let it pass mostly because we're not gonna redo the list at this point it's Almost nine o'clock. So, 
it's, we got we got video games to play. It's, like it's it's eight fifty two p.m. Do you know where your Tanner is? Because I just read your thing is on scary. The highway. So I didn't <laughs> take that as that it had to be like from horror specifically. Ah, I changed the rules. I'm like Bad Bunny. He changed the rules just now. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it in my death note. So, top five. Can you do that? Can you write yourself on the on the death note? Uh, you can. I think Light did that, or L did that, didn't he? No. Or what was it? He did something where he tricked he Light sw- into... He swapped out the pages. Yeah, he did something. He basically sacrificed his life to expose Light, if I remember correctly, or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, Jesse Kimball, big Death Note fan, does not remember. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm trying to remember when I saw that anime. It has been a minute. 1974. So. You're really locked uh, into yeah, 74. Right? <clears throat> I don't know why. Let's really quick, while you guys are getting ready for this best, uh, highest grossing film in 1974. Yeah. So it's pre-Star Wars. It's oh, pre-Jaws, right? Or is it Jaws? It's uh, Blazing Saddles. No shit. Well, okay, so... That's they the ha- highest grossing movie of 74? They have the top five, um, and I think it was actually second. So highest grossing films of 1974. Number one was The Towering Inferno. Number two was Blazing Saddles. Number three was Young Frankenstein. Wow, that was a good year for uh, Mel Brooks. Holy shit. Number four was Earthquake, and number five, <laughs> the tri- the trial. Can't even say it. I'm the, looking at it. The trial of Billy Jack, <laughs> which came out on January first. God, now, the 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 list that I'm looking at does put Blazing Saddles at number one, and then it's the Towering Inferno, then the trial of Billy Jack. <laughs> Young Frankenstein and Earthquake, That's which is bizarre because The Godfather Part Two, two. is yeah. number six. Well, if That's I if wild. I had to, it, it was Part Two. That's yeah, it wasn't the first one. Part Two is widely yeah, regarded as is, the is best better. one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's I the best of all of them. I like the first one. I've never watched. Well, I like any the first one them. a lot too, but the second one, the second one is to me definitively the best. And then the third one they didn't make. Which is great. No, they did. They made, they made it like two no. years ago. No, no. Yeah, they, they made a new version of it. It's it's better. <laughs> all right. Enough stalling. Tanner's not coming. So, he'll... All right, no. Here, all right, you guys keeping track? It's 8... We're recording yeah. this. It's 8.55 p.m. My prediction, Tanner pops in at 9.15 p.m. when we're about two rounds into this, and then we have to yes. catch up to his ass. Let's see And the what first happens. one he asks, he'll say... Uh, has anybody done uh, a thing that we definitely have done? Yeah, and also his computer won't work correctly. Um, he'll be on his phone. He'll be on his In phone. His card. And In he his actually, card. Hunter, he actually had his list ready to go, but for some reason the file got lost. <laughs> Only happens occasionally. <laughs> the scariest part about this show is that we're actively losing friends. <laughs> Oh, since the beginning. No. Since the beginning. That's true. I've that is true. many friends. All right. Uh, let's, this uh, has been a who's who of last man standing. <laughs> for the record, the cast of Podzilla 1985, Sans Shelby, love Tanner Calvert and wish him nothing but the best. So, with that said, let's Shelby go. Shelby is ambivalent about it. 
Let's go to Jesse Kimball with the first pick of his favorite horror movie or, in Lindsay's case, something that could potentially be horrific moments. Or Wait, also not just be a movie? Or or anything. God damn. Just say, just whatever. You said games, books, etc. Make up your own list right. at this point. This has turned into Celebrity Jeopardy. It's Final Jeopardy and it's just say a just scary say thing. anything. Yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> Okay, because I'm going to start yeah. with a video game. Okay. Uh, potentially stealing one from Hunter. Uh, the original Resident Evil. When the dogs jump through the window. Yeah, you're right. Oh, nope, never mind. Yeah. Hold on. No, that is that is a good moment, but it's not what I was going to say. Uh, let me get... Yeah, so, yeah you're right. It, especially especially for, for young Jesse, this was... I was in... Um, eighth grade? I was in eighth grade. It was like I was living. It was just me and my dad at the time. We were living in a trailer. He worked uh, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I'm alone in this trailer, in this trailer park in the middle of the night. Uh, I've just gotten a PlayStation 1 and a copy of Resident Evil, and I'm playing the game, and I'm having fun with it, and I'm walking down this hallway, and then some dogs jump through the window, and then I had to turn off the game and turn on all the lights. <laughs> and watch something very happy, My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, one that of the was... uh, all-time classic horror jump scares right there in a video game. Of course, now when you look back Scared on it, the absolute crap out of me. Looking back on it, playing it now, you'd probably go, "Uh, oh, that was neat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. And that's it. All right, controller vibrates a little bit. Right. And you go, "Ooh, oh, 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 oh. um." Let's go to Shelby Chan. Oh, oh, shit. Hold on. I never introduced the cast. My name's Shannon Young. I'll be your host tonight. <laughs> With me, of course, oh, we have Jesse Kimball, uh, Lindsey Wolfgong, Shelby Chan, and Double H. We're going for That's real us. professionalism tonight. That's us. Woozle wuzzle. All right, Shelby. Buckle bucka. Uh, one of the only horror games for GameCube, Eternal Darkness. There's a scene in there where yeah. you were exploring the bathroom. And motherfucker, if you click A without reading what the fuck that bathtub says, you're gonna piss your pants. Because if it, if you if it says, would you like to get closer and inspect? New underwear. <laughs> if it just says inspect bathtub, you're good. It's fine. If it if it asks you to get closer, don't fucking do it. I want Holy to. Shit. I love putting quotes on my Facebook and tagging people without context. And I desperately right now want to put Shelby, Shelby Kimball <laughs> says, if you, don't, if you don't listen to that bathtub, you'll piss your pants. <laughs> people are going to think you're a crazy person. Do you want to get closer? New shorts. <laughs> All right. So what happens? You have to tell me. Don't, don't leave me in suspense. So, so like the bathtub is completely empty and eternal darkness in this, in this game, you're slowly going mad. Um, there's like one of three mad gods that's controlling this, depending on how you play the game. But no matter what you do, if you go into this bathroom, the bathtub is always going to be empty until you get up to it, and it asks you if you want to take a closer look. When that happens, the blood is instantly full of water. There is a, or bloody water, there is a dead body in it. And it's just right there in your face, and it pulls you in. Like, you aren't just standing there anymore. It keeps pulling you closer until that is the most horrifying Thing, and then it's gone it was never there you're back to normal 
Okay, Shelby. You've talked about this game a couple times. We didn't want to say anything to you, but that game never existed. You're actually crazy. Uh, this, 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 Jesse. <laughs> she was just talking about how that exact scenario is terrifying to her. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, number two on Shelby's list five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go over to Double H. What do you got? All right. Well, if we're doing video games, I'll do my. I really only have the one on here, and it is from the original Resident Evil. And I really thought Jesse was about to get yelled at. Um, it's the dog. The dog moment is a great jump scare. That's great. But <clears throat> inarguably, for me, the the first zombie is the scariest. Oh, thing when he game. slowly turns around. Time, Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't care how much you know about this game going into it. If you know it's a mansion full of zombies, you know there's a bunch of scary stuff. Later on, there's like mutated bug things, the chimera that are down in the basement. You know how much I hate that shit. Uh, giant spiders as well. But the first zombie, when you're going down that hallway, you've yet to see anything. The acting is like kind of bad and you're laughing at it. Um, and then they do that full motion video. Yeah. And it's just that that head. So first of all, the zombie in there has no eyelids, so his eyes are bugged wide the entire time. Yeah, he's making that weird crunchy chewing noise, and yeah. then he turns his head in such a way that it almost goes completely backward. Mm-mm, I'll fuck with that. And then the game goes, "All right, kill him. Figure it out." They just yeah. g- give you control back. You're like, "I, I don't want to now. Uh, like to <laughs> I need, um, I need new so, things." I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think the original PlayStation version is actually scarier than any remake. Because even though the the newer versions look better, like that zombie looks better, there's something about that PS1 graphic of that yep. zombie that is yep. absolutely scary, scarier than any yes. remake. Like that, yeah. That scene, that scene also fucked with me. Yeah. The remakes might be harder. Don't get me wrong. They they add more challenge and they're they're like you said, graphically they're better. But it's that it's the lack of that's scary. I've said before, like the scariest thing to me is the most normal stuff that then something's just a little off. Right. And that's that's it. Like I mean, that's hundred percent it. Anyway. Let's hold on, let's fix it real quick. One second. Hey Ethan. Uh. We just yeah. we just wanted to bring you in here to tell you how much we love you. I love you too. I all love right. you all. Thank you. We'll see you after the show, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that sweet? All right. Did he move or did you kick him out? I moved him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Lindsay. Okay. So the reason I put up such a fit is because the first thing that comes to my mind is in the first. Oh uh, no. Yeah, the first storyline of the Sailor Moon manga, where Sailor Moon has a nightmare and Tuxedo Mask's flesh melts off of his face. That's that's you are, le- legitimate. You, you are yeah. reading, Hold on, I you are overcome. reading this nice, pretty, girly anime, and then all of a sudden, this is in your face. Oh, did you already put it in the chat? No, oh, I have it in my camera. camera. Oh. She happens to have it. Yeah, that. Yeah, Ooh. no, that's no joke, man. That that's that actually scared. It didn't scare me, but that was fucking. Like freaky. I was not expecting that at all. The first time I was reading the manga, and then I just turned the page, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> that that is legitimately creepy. Yeah, show that one more time. Let me say it one more time. I just closed the page. Well, we'll get back to it. Get back I to will. the page. I'm 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 getting there. Hang on. All right. Bring up the same image that you had before. I mean, I have it saved on my computer somewhere, but I'm not going to find it any faster. Why so go ahead and flip to the right page then. Uh, 
Um, I'm trying to. Whichever page. I'm failing miserably. I could put it back out to the I'm camera. I'm sorry. It's it a book I haven't read. No, I can't. You have Can to you find it. Image back and show it to us. Are you reading the whole book? Yes, I am. That's some reading. George Romero shit right there. That's fucking good. wild. It's That's good crazy. stuff. Yeah. It's good yeah, shit. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> since we're talking about, I wasn't going to do video games on my first round, but since we are talking about video games and, and Jesse and uh, Shelby and Hunter all picked a video game, I'll pick a video game one. Um, PT. I could say all of PT because the entire thing yeah. was absolutely yeah. terrifying. But yeah. specifically, the scene that got me the most and the one that I not everything on my list scared me scared me but it's just things that i really love about horror and that that i thought was well done the i think it's like the second or third time you go through the hallway and as you turn the corner uh lisa is just standing under the light just standing under the light just standing there yeah. that's it she's just standing there and then as you get closer the light goes out and everything goes dark and you go oh you know new shorts like we're gonna say that a lot on the show um <laughs> Does anybody have PT on their the, list so I can say something else? Yeah, I no. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it off. Oh, then. I didn't. I'll leave it off uh, in case Jesse has it. But yeah, that scene where she's standing on the light, that is one of the eeriest things. Nothing bad happens. She doesn't jump scare you, nothing. But just the idea of what could she do now that it's gone dark, that will always stick with me. PT, if you've never played it, and you can't at this point unless you already have it, um, was... Uh, I think you can download a version of it on... PC. Obviously, it's... It's illegal, but yeah, yeah, there's like a cracked version of it you can get for your... Yeah, not only that, but apparently there's a VR version of that. Imagine that. Thank you. No, Ooh. thank you. That was yeah. the most terrifying game I'd ever played in my life. Up until Phasmophobia. Yeah. I have some good memories there, but let's uh, let's cycle back around to Jesse here with number two. Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and follow it up, because uh, yeah, PT is legitimately the most terrifying game that I've ever played, and it's not close. No. Uh... Like, that's just begin. Well, okay, I say beginning to end. Uh, the end really slows down when you have to try to figure out exactly how to get out of the house, and it's just... Did not nail the landing. Annoying. Yeah. No, it did not stick the landing. Uh, but everything leading up it's to It's also that, not a full game. No, it literally, so, PT like, stood for playable teasing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was for a Silent Hill game that we never got. But, um, but don't you worry, because Kojima and Norman Reedus did team up for Death Stranding, which was just as good. So, uh, I, I will say, like, the jump scare moment that you get in PT is, is real good. <laughs> um, and it happens randomly. Basically, the ghost will just run up behind you and end your life. Yeah. Um, that, in in your one, face, too. It's directly yeah. in your face. Yeah. So that's very that's very scary, but that's uh, that, that, that's a great jump scare. But much scarier than that, um, this one was actually one that Shannon didn't notice at me, like on his first playthrough. Oh, and I know I what it is already. Yeah. Was telling about it. Uh, so yeah, similarly, you walk, you turn around a corner, and you have the light and everything there. If you keep going, you look up and you can kind of see uh, like this banister. There's another floor to the house, basically. And you look up, and there's just this. It's an unrelated ghost. We have no idea what her name is. We don't know anything about her. She's just standing up there creepily staring down menacingly i think that's the same ghost i think that's the same one i think it's her is it yeah because I, I i thought she looked different well it's, it's so definitely dark different you can't really tell that... yeah but i think it's that's supposed fair. to be the same ghost uh yeah you, you look up and she's just fucking staring down at you and she's not doing anything like the lights don't turn off or anything like that she's just staring at you for a minute and then she disappears 
I'm I'm trying to find uh, a picture of that's, it. That's uh, so that is, for for what it's worth. When you brought up PT and I was like, oh, probably nobody else has it on their list. That's what I was gonna say. Was that that's the thing I remember from the time that I got to sit down and play it was walking through and uh, like you told me Shannon before I started playing it. You're like, make sure you look up every once in a while. Yeah. And I looked up and it was at that <laughs> banister railing and I went, I, I will not. I will continue on. I am a hero. <laughs> I am strong. <laughs> I'm very brave. <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture. To I'm trying to find a picture of her uh, staring at you from over the banister. I can't find one. The only one I could find was that one of her standing in the hallway. But for the record, this was my reaction to her standing in the hallway. That was him watching. Yeah. What was we really we need the, new shorts. We need the fucking oh my god button back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh okay that's it for pt but uh, right jesse you don't have another one for pt do you oh yeah that's it that's okay it. i do want to mention just as an extra even though it's not on anybody's list um the part where you have to look into the crack of the door and she appears and shuts the door just right in front of your face um also the baby in the sink oh, oh no God. <laughs> The baby also, uh, before you get there first, that's yeah. that's yeah. enough for me. Man, good. Yeah, Shannon, I, I got you. For, if you check the chat, you'll okay. you'll see the thing. That's the one. That's her. That's my girl. <laughs> that's my girl. Jesse, let me yeah. hit you. Let me hit like, you with uh with this reaction real quick to that. There's a there's a slightly better picture. <laughs> uh yeah that moment was just like that that's a hard nope moment like that yeah. was just a, oh like, dear man if you missed out on pt oh, boy oh. you missed something special that was amazing um really i just true. remember like daily incredible. you just having a herd of people in the store taking turns freaking <laughs> the hell out i remember two things yeah, i'll play this for a little bit i remember dante saying it's stupid that people get scared at this and then when he played it and he, then he screamed like a little bitch girl he backed up so hard he fell backwards into the wall and the other thing <laughs> i remember is that i convinced Lindsay to play it at like midnight nope I, I didn't even make it two minutes in she got to the first hallway <laughs> she turned the corner she heard the radio heard talking, the radio and, and like, nope. she said nope dalton nope. at least yeah, got uh, one round into it before he dumped nope. out because well because dalton no nope. doubt like he got the jump scare super early you also had me play it at midnight, in the dark, with all the lights off, yeah. in the room with the door shut and the closet open. Yeah, that's how you play horror games. What's wrong with you? Now, that's no, a fucked up extra little thing to add in there. The closet open. Fuck you, Shannon. That's oh awesome. no, Shelby. Not only was the closet open, but Lindsay and I, you know, were in the same bed b back then, and I remember specifically telling Lindsay like she's half asleep, and I'm in bed with her. And I'm like, what is that guy doing watching us in the closet? That who is that? <laughs> And Lindsay would get so freaked out. It was it was very funny. But then it turns out she was an alien. So let's go to Shelby <laughs> with number two. Uh, my second choice is from one of my favorite books, The Phantom Tollbooth, and it is the terrible trivia. Uh, he is a very creepy, faceless being who basically takes you. And uh, if, if you don't have very good motivation, I guess. He's he's the awful nothing that kind of consumes you. One of his quotes is, I am the terrible trivium, the demon of petty tasks and worthless jobs, the ogre of wasted effort and the monster of passion. 
So every bad habit you have, anything what that you do to kind of like put off actually doing what you need to do, this it's him. He's the one causing it. And like as a kid, it's not that big of a deal. But the older I got, the more I was like, this is actual scary monster that I constantly have to battle every. You hear that, and Lindsay? Now, now you have a reason. Now you have someone to blame. Thumbs up from Lindsay. <laughs> Sorry. Who's actively yawning. <laughs> I think that's scary, Shelby. I get the fear. That's no, dread. it is. That's dread. <clears throat> dread. Dread's my favorite kind of horror. More so than like, I hate jump scares. I hate jump scares. I love dread. Both. You yeah. really hate jump that's scares the, now because I actively jump at them and I hate that I actively jump at them now. I do too. I think that's all of mine. I think all of mine are dread, except for the first one, which was the worst fucking jump scare. What Fuck. ju- uh, man, jump scares, they're effective, but sometimes they just feel cheap. Because so you don't always have to have a good jump scare. You just have to have a loud noise. You know? You're not True. like Resident Evil. I think it was Resident Evil 2, the movie. Uh, or no, 3. It was the third movie. There were so many loud moments where like something would fall to the ground and smash. And it was so loud, you would jump startled. But it's not because it was scary. It was just jarring. And to me, that's not the same thing. Let's go to Hunter. Number that's two. not horror. Okay. Uh, probably the only other one I'm concerned about somebody taking, so I'm taking it off the the, the list and taking it off the table. Oh, just assuming uh, it's going to be something I want. <clears throat> it's uh, I'm going I'm going to TV, and it's uh, Haunting of Hill House, and it's the Bent Neck Lady. Fuck! That oh. whole sequence. Yeah. That whole yeah. That's a good one sequence yeah. mike flanagan pretty does sure. a lot of good stuff like this but that's the one i'm pretty sure that was a i've grabbed a pillow moment and it is over most of my face so w- w- when you yep. say the bent neck woman sequence which specific one the one where you see how she becomes the bent neck woman or this one yes okay all all of it but that that is probably the definitive one but yeah pretty much any of the the build up to her and then of course yeah the one where she's just actively dropping through all the different sequences it's it's a jump scare Um, and i just said i hate jump scares but from that series the part where they're in the car arguing with each other and then she just appears between them screaming suddenly mm -hmm. got me fucking got me yeah well it's also a, there's it's a also lot of a dread really thing because you've seen that character a bunch of times building up to that so it's not clear what's going on there right um so there's actually some story and it's not just like you said a thing gets knocked off and lands on the floor and is very loud um i i maintain that haunting of hill house is his best work and that's a big part of the reason why it's a great story but it's also legitimately scary i also think and i've said it before that mike flanagan is the best voice in horror right now hands down because even uh, the, even in, the stuff in, that he does that I don't TV, love yes. is still good. Well, I mean, I love Doctor Sleep. I thought Doctor Sleep was a great movie. Um, I loved it. I don't I don't know how other people felt about it, but I really liked Doctor Sleep. That's yeah. not, it was it was okay. It's one of the rare occasions where the book is actually worse somehow. Um, <laughs> well, and the mist. Yeah, it's not great. I think it's a Stephen King thing. Yeah, but the, well, 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 the mist is a short story. It's not a full book. So fuck the mist. <laughs> okay well let's move on to Lindsay, <laughs> whose next pick is from um, the mist no it's not uh mine is actually a disturbing disturbing visual image from one of the novel series i read or did read i haven't read it in a while but the uh 
novel is Narcissists and Chains. It's part of the Anita Blake line. And the antagonist in that one is a were-hyena named Narcissist. And in order to get to him before he will speak to them, he makes them cross a room that most of the lights are out. And when they first step in, they bump into something that's kind of heavy, kind of wet, hanging from chains. It's a person that they've been chopping pieces off of, and the entire room is filled with these people hanging like human punching bags that they have just been carving pieces off of. And once you get to them, you find out they are all partners of people that he has working for them. And that's why they keep working for him, because if they stop, he will just flat out, like, torture them until they are begging for death. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Narcissus yeah. is a yeah. fucked up motherfucker. And you say he's a were-hyena? Yes. Does he have sex in the book very, at any point? Very specific like that. Um, I mean, you know this series, so I don't want it. Narcissist <laughs> is fucked up. No. I don't want no. Uh, yeah. I'm going to rope this back into some classic horror. My yes, next- please do. My next pick is from... It's actually a twofer. I know nobody's going to take either of these, so I'm split on it. I'm just going to say both. I actually have two of these on my list. Uh, From Day of the Dead, the very beginning, when the newspaper... You you see all these empty streets, and then you see a newspaper that says, The Dead Walk. To me, that has always been one of the best introductions to a horror film, to a zombie movie that I've ever seen. Just this... A newspaper. Could you imagine being alive? And seeing a newspaper that reads the dead walk in your lifetime, that would be that to me, that's absolutely terrifying. The idea that it's become that's existential dread. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. not yeah. only has it been going on long enough that it's created a news article, the news article is now abandoned in the street. Like yeah. there's a length of time that isn't spoken that you know is there and that could be the Right. You don't know how long that paper has yep. been in circulation. It could be a week, it could be months. Um, I think Day of the Dead gets a bum rap. People say it's the weakest of the the Dead trilogy. I don't think so. I think they're all pretty much on equal footing to me. Uh, the first one's my favorite, Night of the Living Dead, just because it was the original. Dawn of the Dead is a great social commentary. And Day of the Dead is, to me, the most horror of them because it is just gory and depressing. It's such a bleak movie, man. Um, my other pick on that, it's a slash, it's from the Dawn of the Dead remake. And this is just my George Romero section, but it's when Ken Forey, so he he was in the original Dawn of the Dead as a, as a cop or SWAT officer, and in this one, he's a preacher on TV, and he's the one that does the speech where he says, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth, which was a tagline for the Dead series. And the way he says it is so creepy. Um, it's just a fantastic moment. George Romero... I watched, it was on IGN. They had an article years ago of the top zombie stuff and they left George Romero off completely. And that's when I knew that IGN lists were absolute fucking bullshit. This is why we just dunk on them constantly. Constantly. Like every time they come up, that's what we do. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) So yeah, that's my contribution from the dead. Let's go back to Jesse, round three. Oh boy. All right, uh, my next one, you want to talk about some fucking like absolute dread. Uh, my next one is going to be from the film Gerald's Game. I already know it. No. You just no, say that no, whole movie. No, no, uh, okay. also, no. Also, for the record, the deep loving. Also, Mike Flanagan. 
And also, really? yeah. Also, I didn't on. watch this film specifically. Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen King. told me about stuff also on this. Stephen King. Also, Carla <laughs> Gugino. <Yeah>, no. <laughs> yep. I mean, I knew it was Stephen King. I did not know that Mike Flanagan had a part in this film. Um, yep. It's a great movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, definitely check it out. So there's uh, there there is a, a degloving scene, which is what I think Lindsay thought I was going to talk about. But uh, no, the basically it's, it's the first like actual appearance of the Moonlight Man. He's scary. Uh, so you kind of like the the at the first real appearance of him in the film. Like you just kind of see this shadowy figure in the corner, and you're not sure if you saw something there or not, and that's the point. Like the the char- the main character is not sure if she saw something. You're in the same boat, and then later there's definitely something in that corner, just sitting there in the darkness. And you're like, okay, that's that's definitely something. That's terrifying. And then later it kind of steps out of the shadows a little bit. And it's even more terrifying than you ever thought it possibly could be. And it just progresses from there. The only disappointment I had with that was the ending with him. Because I really wanted to believe he was a monster. You know? Right. But, yeah, Yeah. he was creepy as hell. That guy, I think it's... Isn't it the same guy that played Lurch in the Addams Family movie? Maybe. I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not sure either. I feel like that's right. But that guy may have passed away before this. Um, I think Hunter's on it. Hunter, you on it? Yeah, I'm working on it. All right. While Hunter's doing that, Shelby, uh, let's go to you and your next pick. Uh, I also went with a classic as my next one, and it is uh, The Shining. Uh, it is the scene where... Um, shoot, what's it? Danny. Danny, thank you. Where Danny's riding his like three-wheeled, big-wheel thing down the hallways, and it just keeps going. It's impossible that there are that many halls taking that many turns, but he just keeps going down these endless fucking corridors constantly, hallway after hallway, door after door, just like nothing makes sense anymore. You are lost in this endless maze, and everything is so big, and it goes on for so long because that's where they put the camera. You're in that fucking little seat. You're that little kid. You are so small in this big on your maze of nothing it's just it's insane i that it feels like if you are going insane that's kind of like the process that you're walking in your head (laughs) this is like my own personal maddening like going down that same hallway over and over and over again like surely i'll find the exit at some point let's just keep going (laughs) then when you do there are a couple of friends waiting for you yeah (laughs) oh that's a good one that's a good one that's a good movie yeah Watch um, that. Hunter, I like that scene a lot too, but I don't like when they when they updated it with uh like they kind of gave it the George Lucas treatment. And there's a part where after he's riding that little bike around, he just kind of complains to himself and he goes like, "A little bike's a fucking piece of shit." And... <laughs> I knew where it was going and I still couldn't stop it. I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> it's too bad Denny didn't have a clown pewter. <laughs> oh, fuck damn. that bro ain't got no um, games uh, by the way the, the man's name if I'm assuming correctly is Carol Striken it's C-A-R-E-L so Carell Carol something like that um, and he was indeed Lurch in both of the Adams Family movies yeah he's got a, a unique look that's for sure which I don't want to say yeah. he looks scary because that's insulting to the man but he does have a creepy visage uh, let's go to Hunt 2 for number 3 
All right, I'm doing a book. Yes. I'm doing at least one book. At least one book. Yes. Um, we've been talking a lot about Stephen King, and Stephen King's great, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I don't know that I've ever read... Well, okay, to be fair, there's several parts in The Shining in the book that are legitimately scary and also scarier than the movie, as much as I love both of them on equal footing. Um, but Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, is also a horror writer, is also very good. I, I think and he's one of the his one that works, actually wrote uh, In the Tall Grass. That seems right. They yeah. either collaborated on that or, or he wrote it. But yeah, they, they, they've done a couple of things together. Yeah. Um, the, one of the only things of his that they haven't adapted yet that blows my mind how this has <laughs> not been made into a movie yet is called Heart-Shaped Box. Um, the premise of the book is, is very, very cool. It's actually the first thing of Joe Hills that I read. Um, aging rock star, like not quite Aussie aging. He's like in his 50s. So Chris Jericho uh, is a better comparison. Uh, who's, whose name is Judas Coyne. C O Y N E. I like that. Yeah. Um, he's, cool he's basically on his like on his last legs in terms of music. He's mostly retired uh, and he's obsessed with like macabre memorabilia. He buys like a witch's confession. He owns, uh, I forget exactly what all there was because it's been a while since I've read it. But anyway, the premise of the book is that he buys this uh, funeral suit of this woman's stepfather. And she says, like, this is what he wore when he was going through his, his funeral and everything. You're going to own it. You're also taking his soul with it. I, I want you to know up front. He comes along <laughs> with it. He's like, okay, well, there's no way that's true, but this is very fucking cool, so I'm going to buy it. Not only does he buy it, he puts it on and wears it around. Um, predictably, things go poorly from there. He starts to see the man. Uh, and that's really the, the, the scariest moment, what I'm pulling for this, and I'm not going to read any excerpt from it because I just want people to read the book. The first night after he has the suit in his house, he goes to bed uh, over the course of the night. He gets up to go to the bathroom and down at the end of the hall. And I, the way it's described is just so fucking good. He has this kind of plush ornamental chair down at the end of the hall across from his, his restroom. Um, and he looks down and there's there's the man just sitting in the chair wearing the suit, looking at him. But the way his his, you know the way he's described is fairly normal other than he kind of looks like he's almost in black and white or like grayscale, but his eyes are just like black squiggly lines that exist in, in like real space. Ugh. And he can see them like shifting from a distance. I don't like that. Um, it's very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, it just gets worse from there. Uh, it, it's a very, very good book. It's called hard shape box. Um, He's written a lot of stuff that I really enjoy, but that's probably top of the list. Actually, it's definitely top of the list. Man, I love the name Judas Coin. That's a good name. Judas cool name. They that's call him they call him Jude throughout the throughout the novel. Um, but yeah, his his fucking rock star name is Judas Coin. <laughs> that's good as shit. All right, that's good shit. Uh, Lindsay, number three. I'm cheating a little with number three because most of the details I have blocked out because it bothered me so much, but uh. All of the deaths in Event Horizon when Shannon made me watch it and then another one of these films that he left the room and left me alone by myself. The only saving grace this time, it was the middle of the day. But I Look. was tense that entire film. Look. And I know you rewatched it already this season and I did not come over and watch it for a reason. If it makes you feel better, there is an unrated version of Event Horizon that is much worse. Oh, God. That the footage has been lost. It's lost media. But Shit. It, it's supposed to be it was so bad they had to cut it to not get like an x rating of it was so Fuck. graphic so man I'd love it was to see graphic that. enough as it was 
<laughs> Event Horizon is Paul W.S. Anderson's best film. It's I enjoyed the film, but I was uncomfortable the entire time it, and just tense as hell. It's it's it another did its movie, job though. then. It's another movie though that is not perfect. Uh, upon rewatching it a thousand times, sure. there are scenes that are completely over the top and poorly acted. Um, but it's good overall. It's a fun horror movie and it's a space horror movie. They don't do enough space horror films. You know, there needs For to sure. be more sci-fi horror. Um, but let's go to, oh, it's me. Is it me? Yes, it's you. Yeah, yes. It's me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw this one out now. Hunter, do you have anything from Ghostbusters on there? No, uh, no, we talked a little bit about, um, when we did the the thing earlier this month about like things that scared us as kids, I talked right. about the scene from Ghostbusters right. two with Yanosh and, and all yeah. that, but no, I didn't put anything on here for that. Well, same reason. I just wanted to make sure that I was going to give this explanation that of as much as I wanted to put the gray lady from Ghostbusters one on here, we talked about that on a previous show. So I didn't want to do it twice, yeah. but I wanted to mention it because it was like one of my favorite scenes. But instead I put uh, speaking of sci-fi horror, I'm not an M night Shyamalan fan for the record. I've liked exactly one of his films, and it's Signs. And so happens that Signs, to me, has one of the best, not jump scares, but one of the best buildups to a scene in any horror film I have ever seen. You know which scene I'm talking about already, probably. Um, they're watching the news. They go to a video of a kid's birthday party. And as the kids are sitting there, they're all watching for this thing that's behind a wall. You can kind of see it a little bit. And the kids are all yelling. Everybody's freaking out. And Joaquin Phoenix goes, children, vamanos, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that alien walks from behind the wall just across the way. It's the Bigfoot walk. It's, it it's from the, yep. what's the name the of Gimli. the fucking Bigfoot uh, Gim- movie? I can never Gimli? think. No, that's Lord of the Rings. Gimli's, he's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up. Because I keep wanting to say Zapruder, but that's clearly not it either. Gimlin. Gimlin. <laughs> Patterson Gimlin. Gimlin. Yeah. 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 He has that, anyway, the, the gray that they're talking about, because they're basically grays in that movie, right. has that like little kind of loping gait. Like yeah. his, his arms kind of yeah. move weird. And it's that when he just kind of looks at the camera like, Mm-mm, yeah. no, you keep walking. What an Get un- the fuck out of here. Dude, that is such an unsettling scene. I watched that with my brother, yes. Al who was not into the same things I was in, but even he, when that alien walked from behind that wall, he was like, holy shit, his eyes jumped out. I don't know what it was. Like, it was the buildup of, you've never seen the alien so far in the film, you know something's out there, and the first time you see it at this birthday party, it was just, it was unsettling. It it still unsettles me to this day. It's one of the all-time great reveals of the monster I've ever seen. It's fantastic. Again, everything is normal except this one little thing. And even it is, it's humanoid. It's walking. It it doesn't do anything other than just look. It doesn't scare them. Um, It doesn't attack them. fucking scary about it. it it's, It's like trans people for Republicans. It just exists, and therefore they're afraid of it. Um. Now you're now you're just <laughs> quoting a musical you didn't even see. <laughs> oh shit, is that in the musical? I'm, I'm invisible. I'm, he says I'm invisible. I'm powerless, like a gay Republican. <laughs> <laughs> ah, back to Jesse. Burning one is also really good. Number four. Uh, all right. Tell my story. All right, my next one is a. Uh, this is jump scare done real well. Uh, this this is an old internet thing. Uh, it's an old oh, Korean webcomic called uh, Bong Chan Dong Ghost. Oh, God, that one is terrifying, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> can you, can yeah. you say, can you say uh, the name one more time, please? I believe it is the, the Bong Chan Dong Ghost. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. When it was um, circulating, everyone called it the dong. Yeah, it's bong, B-O-N-G, C-H-E-O-N, dash, dong, D-O-N-G, ghost. I'm going to just uh, cut that down old... and look up dong ghost, and we'll see what happens. You... <laughs> it might work, uh, especially if you put Korean web webcomic after it. Oh, yeah, so... I remember this. Mm-mm. Yeah, see? Yeah. No. Uh, so here, here's the thing about <laughs> the this dong. one. Uh, so, yeah, it's <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, kids. He, he said webcomic. And it's a jump scare? How's that work? <laughs> uh, so, there's a script that runs on the page, and once you get to a certain point in the comic as you're scrolling and reading, uh, the comic begins auto-scrolling at a rate where suddenly the comic has become a bit of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is terrifying. To this day, I am convinced there is sound on this clip. There is no sound. I am also convinced because I thought, I, no, there definitely was. There was used there? to be for sure. Because it would make it like a clicking sound and yeah. Uh, I don't it, like that either. horrifying. Yeah, that was, I think hmm. that was horrifying. what really made it the worst. It's like you lost control of what you were doing and then clicking noise and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I so said, that that is a jump scare done super well because it's already like you're reading through. This is a creepy ass fucking comic. Uh, like shits, shits weird, and then that happens, and you're just like, ah, like this, that's another oh new shorts god. moment. Oh my and god! Right at the build up too, because that's the first time you see the ghost. I think. Yeah, because it's it, it. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away for anybody that that wants to go out and see it that missed this piece of like internet lore. So. It's it, it is great. Two things on that. One, uh, I hope nobody has this on the list, but just hearing that reminds me of, remember Momo? Wasn't really a thing. Uh-huh. It was just a picture. Yes. But that picture scared the shit yeah. out of yeah. me. I yeah. can't, I can't the look. The one that supposedly made kids kill themselves? Yeah, it's like, Shelby, it's like the bird woman uh, with the big oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. That legitimately creeped me out. Like, anytime I see that show up on a website, it creeps me out. I think Ethan actually it's got creepy. in trouble once because he posted it, and you, uh, I think Facebook like removed it and warned him. And it was like, Jesus, all I did was post a well, picture. Let's see if Discord will do the same thing. No, don't, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It's done. It, it's it's already, already done. Hi. God damn, Hi. I hate that fucking thing. And yeah, that is terrifying. Thank and you. now it's gone. And now Ethan's going to say something about it. And- <laughs> he did some things <laughs> I hate. It. It, looks, it looks like he doesn't like the cuck chair at the end. <laughs> let's, let's bring him back real quick. One second. Now, Ethan, we couldn't help but notice that you didn't care for Momo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know about Momo. <laughs> and, and you don't care for it? You're no, not into you. it. You're not, no. you're not, you don't like it. No, thank you. No Momo. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ethan. No Momo. You're welcome. <laughs> I like being able to just pull people up. Uh, second, Shelby and Jesse uh. both, because Shelby, I know you're big into Korean horror. Did you ever get to watch... You did, right? Ganjium Haunted Asylum? Yes. Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Because I, when I was looking that up, I saw a picture from that movie, and I was like, I want to make sure they've seen it. All right. Let's go to Shelby real quick on uh, number four. All right. Number four for me is... Uh, I'm going to just say, like, the whole feel of the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, because of that whole... They're all losing their minds, dude. They're all going crazy. They can't trust anything they see. They can't trust anything they talk to. Incidents that they thought have happened may not have happened. That's that's terrifying. 
that is just so you're saying the dread of potentially like losing your mind and not knowing what's reality and what isn't is horrifying to you See, yes. and I'm not sure if it's that or if it's the dread of the loss of time. Something that doesn't even exist in the first place, but like losing chunks of it or having Man. chunks of it okay. altered. Oh, no, that's a real thing. Yeah. That that absolutely, Have, that's, there are people who experience that. I mean, uh, right. uh, Shannon, help me out. The, the, the UFO, the first UFO. Like, oh, Betty and Barney Hill. Encounter. Yeah. Hill, there you go. That's the last thing I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Famously lost, like, what was it, three or four hours mm-hmm. of time? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, when they are abducted by, allegedly abducted by aliens, um, that's one of the big things is loss of time. They'll, they yep. don't remember, like, it'll be hours later or sometimes days later. Travis Walton, the famous, uh, you know, fire in the sky incident, uh, he lost, I think, days of time. And then he just suddenly reappeared with no memory of what happened. It's terrifying. Yep. It's very scary. But if if time scares you, have, do you ever watch the Creep Show TV series on Shudder? So there's an episode. I'm just going to spoil it because I don't think you'll ever watch it. There's an episode where this guy... He has this. This is actually one of my favorite episodes, and it's not scary. It's just sad. He he works for like a law firm, and he's trying to get ahead. He has a son and a wife. He doesn't have enough time to get everything finished, so he discovers like this armoire or or kind of like um um book uh, some some kind of walk-in closet type thing. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it was like an armoire. Uh, but when he goes in it, he realizes that um like he ages, but time stops. So, like, he'll go in it, and he could spend 10 days in there, and he ages the 10 days, but when he comes out of it, time is exactly where he left it. So, he uses that constantly. He'll go in there and work on his law projects. He'll go in there and work on all this stuff, and he gets older and older, and they're wondering, hey, why are you got gray hairs and stuff like that? But he's super successful. He's super successful. Um, he accomplishes everything he wants in life, all thanks to this 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 thing. Well, <laughs> what happens, unfortunately is he goes into it and forgets uh, his wife accidentally locks it from the outside. Oh, no. And now he's stuck in there. And what's even worse is that his son finds the key and opens it and goes inside long time after, after his father's already gone and, like, dust. And his son gets locked in there. And that's how the episode ends. It's it's terrifying. (laughs) Like, the idea of that is terrifying. Sometimes oh, yeah. creep show has some gems in it. All right, let's go to Hunter number four. All right, uh, man, I, I really ended up with a lot more for this than I thought I was going to. Um, I'm going to pull a weird one because we don't talk about this movie very often. But uh, before all the the conjuring and the nun and all that shit got out of hand, there was just Insidious, and yeah. Insidious is a legitimately scary fucking movie. That's I thought a good that movie. the first conjuring frankly really were. Yeah. Um specifically, and I, I've said it a million times, shit scares me the most when it's kind of normal. There's just something off about it. Uh it's the tiptoe through the tulips scene. The little from, boy from Insidious. Little boy goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's outside, things are normal, the records playing, then it scratches. And then that fucking weird ass Tiny Tim song starts playing. She looks in through the window and there's just this again kind of grayscale kid out of place doing that sort of jerky kind of Pinocchio type dancing in front of you. You never see his face. No, no, I'm good. I, how, why and how she goes back in the house. Other than the fact that the kid is in there, you'll never explain to me. Cause I, you just gotta, you gotta throw the whole house out. You gotta go. Yes. Yeah. You just go for a walk. And, and when you come back, uh, it shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. 
but then she goes in, and of course they they start doing kind of the traditional, you know, door move. She turns, you hear him like laugh and run down the hall. And I mean, even that stuff is just sort of it's all very benign, and that's what's unsettling about it. Like he's not he's not trying to hurt her. He's just weird because he's a ghost. Uh, but that first that first appearance, that song is unsettling enough anyway. And then the just kind of like stop motion, like moving dancing that he's doing. To, ah, it's too much. I watched it before we got back on here just to remind myself. And I went, yeah, no, that's fucking scary. That That's a good one. I'm going home with that. I hope this is on anybody's list. It's not on my list. But speaking of songs that just like always creep you out in a film, even though it's not a particularly scary film, whenever that weird ass song starts playing in um, Ready or Not, when of the the devil or whatever puts the song on that they're, they're playing the game you know what i'm talking about um i'm looking you remember the movie you know what movie i'm talking about jesse what movie ready or not isn't that what it's called ready or not that's uh, the the uh the, samara uh, weaving high a game where she yeah, has to play yeah, hide and in-laws yeah. Thing. yeah yeah there's a yeah. song that plays in that that is like super creepy to me and it's kind of the same feel Clearly, it's a memorable scene hey. because no one remembers it. I'm trying to remember if I've actually. Well, seen I mean, that I've only seen the movie. movie. I just one time. I wanted. Yeah. No, I've only seen it. The I, one time. I remember music movie, playing, but I don't remember what song. Like, was it love like? That movie. Was Here, it Shannon, I'm gonna send. Uh, you go to this website and figure it out. <laughs> That'll oh, tell no. you what's on there. Okay, I'll tell you immediately. It's not a ton of them. So I mean, it's mostly. Uh, it's the hide and seek song. That's that's what it is. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That, that's because it's literally the song that plays whenever they do the. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have definitely seen this movie. Okay. Anyway, let's go on to uh, let's go on to uh, Lindsay. I think. Is yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Lindsay. It's me. So I feel bad because I do not know the name of the movie this is from, and I literally only saw this clip of it before going to school one day in high school, and it scared the living shit out of me that I, I thought about it all day, and it has been burned into my memory since. But it's a couple of kids in this older house, and they are staying with an older relative. I don't remember whether it's a grandmother or an aunt, but she's basically ignoring them and telling them, yeah, no, just go play in this room. And they're messing around in this study and end up finding basically what is a secret door that opens up to an old nursery that looks like like late 18, like late 1800s type nursery. And in the corner, there is a cradle. And in this cradle is the skeleton of what looks like to be an eight or nine year old girl in like a frilly dress. And you just see this skull in the dress with cobwebs and the hair and lace. And like, it just scared the piss out of me. And it has been burned into my head. I cannot figure out what film it is from. I have not seen anything before it or anything after it, but it looks like it was maybe like a film from like the late fifties, early sixties, maybe. But I know it was on Encore and it just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't know this one. I don't know that one. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have looked it up multiple times, just like putting in like older film, two kids find a find a skeleton in a nursery. Like, and it keeps wanting to bring up Stand By Me. And I'm like, no, I know Stand By Me. This is not Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just, are you researching that one? Are you looking that up? Anybody looking that up? Uh, I, I don't know. Shelby looks like is looking it up. Yeah, I need to know what like, that I've, is. I have like, looked and looked and it's it's a brother and a sister and they're just in this like old school like nursery like victorian family we're gonna ignore our kids and just put them in this room type of room and it i got the vibes that it had been like the older relative's daughter or something and she just like closed it up and being like no my child is here i didn't lose my child 
Yeah, I don't know that one. I'm going to look that up yeah. too real quick because I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. I'm just going to be regretful. Like, I've, I've, I've gone as far in a. Yeah. Um, what was it? She was in a what? It, sh she's basically in like a cradle, like like an oversized, uh, an oversized uh, bassinet. Oh, God, I wish I hadn't looked that up. because I'm getting a lot of weird images. Weird shit. Well, like, I even went as far as trying to look up like old encore schedules in that time frame. And like, I could not find anything. Like, I couldn't even get like concisive lists. Okay, so that's your assignment for the weekend, kids. If you can figure out what movie it is, let us know. Uh, there is a skeleton girl in a cradle. Very creepy. I'm very curious about what this film is. And right? the, the first person that can tell us what movie it is, you get a... Our gratitude. <laughs> you'll get a hand-drawn image uh, from Lindsay of a skeleton girl in a cradle. Official art from Lindsay Wolfgang of a skeleton girl in a cradle. That's your assignment for the weekend. Sure. All right. So my next pick, uh, I, originally I was going to put the, the spider head from the thing. Hopefully no one's got that, but we talk about that, that so very, much. Very creepy. Instead, it's, it's, it's such a good movie. Instead, I picked a little gym that I really like that not a lot of people have seen or heard of. And it's called digging up the marrow. Has anyone else That's seen, you've seen digging up the marrow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the I, one? Is that the one that it was okay, and then the end it got super, super creepy, and then I made you put like Care Bears on afterwards? I don't know about that, but it's so. It, this is kind of one of those meta films. It's by director Adam Green. He did the Victor Crowley movies and a couple other things. Uh, but the movie is basically about him, the real life him, who's contacted by a guy played by Ray Wise, who tells him he has proof that monsters exist, that there is a whole other world of monsters, and that they're real, and that he's seen them for a long long time and it's in a place called the marrow so adam green decides he wants to make a documentary about it and they end up going to this place in the forest they set up secret cameras and they never see anything they never see anything he starts to doubt that it's real he finds out that this guy has shopped this story around to different directors not just him there's a lot of great cameos in the movie i know mick garris is in it um I, one other person, I, maybe John Carpenter, uh, that is in that, that kind of does the same thing. And then in the scene that I'm talking about, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. They're making noises and all that. And Ray Wise is like, shut up. You're going to scare them away. I've waited too long. You, you, can't, you can't do that. And while they're arguing, all of a sudden, this little monster just comes out of the grass in front of him and goes like, ah, and just walks away. And it's such a startling shock. Everybody goes, what the fuck was that? Um, I love that scene. That is such a good scene. I'm gonna try to find a clip of it and put it in there if you guys have never seen it. Um, it's it's fantastic. You've told me about this movie a bunch, but I've never gotten the chance to see it. Also, Lindsay, when about when did this movie air that you were talking about? As far as show? like as far as visual wise, it looks like it could be anywhere from the late fifties through the sixties, early seventies oh, at the latest. Okay. So it's been like, it's, it's, it's old. old. Yeah. Like gotcha. just film quality itself, it did not look like it was any early any earlier than like early seventies, but it definitely looked more like late fifties, early sixties. If you've never seen Digging Up the Marrow, I can't find the clip, unfortunately. Um, but if you ever get a chance to watch Digging Up the Marrow, I, it's it, the one's got the weird little creatures, right? Yeah, monsters. It has monsters. Um, I, I don't know if if uh. Well, here's a here's a well. I don't want to put the monster scenes in there in case someone ever does want to watch it. I'll put the trailer in here. If you've never seen it, I don't know if it's everybody's cup of tea. It is a slow burn. 
Um, but I love the I love the reveal, and I just really like this movie. It's a very imaginative film. It's very very cool. Um, let's go back to Jesse for our last pick, last round, Jesse. Also, at this point, oh, is, is anyone else wondering which highway Tanner's coming from? Right. Yes. <laughs> I think I think All he. Right. I mean, to be fair, he never said he was coming. He just said that he was on the highway. Right. So <laughs> that it's is true. Terrifying. Tanner Thursday. Nope. When Tanner doesn't it's show up, it becomes fun. Are You Afraid of PZ85 After Dark? That's correct. And this is the only one of the month. Oh. Also, Lindsay, just real quick, do you remember if that was black and white or if that. No, was... it was color. It was definitely in color. Okay, just making sure. Uh, so, real quick, I do have an honorable mention I want to throw out, but I want to make sure. Does anybody have anything from Diablo? Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. All right. Well, so this is a jump scare. This is an honorable mention. Uh, I just want to get it out there from Diablo one back in the day, the first uh, time you run into the butcher fresh meat uh, <laughs> and then you uninstall the game and throw the disc out the window. <laughs> that, that's exactly what you do. That's the only way that you throw out the whole computer. And that's really all you can do. You burn the house down. Really? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Basically for those that haven't played it, this old scene, you're just walking through, you do get a quest. If you talk, if you find the guy to talk to, it tells you to find the butcher and take him out. I didn't find that guy. Um, the quest gives it to you automatically once you open the door. Uh, it looks like just this closed-off room. There's nothing in it or anything like that. You can't see into it. You open it up, and it's just this fucking gore fest. And this dude just, like, in this deep, monstery voice, like, you just hear, fresh meat. And he walks through the door with this big-ass fucking cleaver, and you die. <laughs> like, that's what happens. Yes. yes. <laughs> Every time. But anyway. Yeah, that's that's a good time. All right, uh, my actual last one I'm gonna do uh, from the film it. I believe chapter one is what. Yeah, it was chapter one. Uh, the slideshow scene. Oh yeah. Fuck it, yes. Just yeah, taking that, on the whole garage. That uh-huh. was fucking terrifying. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those like I I love the thing I love about it. Like, it has a couple of jump scares in there, but a lot of it is just like disturbing stressful stuff it's scary at first and then it just doesn't stop you go but it's gonna stop being scary now right (laughs) (laughs) i I still have that like tree of dead children burned into my brain too oh jesus uh but yeah no like that slideshow scene is just like you know it it starts out like it gets kind of creepy because you know suddenly like oh damn it's going by itself the ghost is doing something and then, like, <laughs> he puts, he inserts himself into the, like the fucking picture. It's like, all right, that's fucking creepy. That's fucking weird. It's fucking creepy. Hunter, Make it stop. It's interesting. The ghost, <laughs> alien, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'm not he, criticizing. I'm not criticizing you. I just wanted to make an. I think you should leave reference. Yeah. Right. We um, have to. We have to. We have to get five into uh, the show. Over your seat. Yeah, and then like, so all of this is pretty creepy. And then they kick over the fucking thing. And then it keeps going. And then he's yeah. in the garage. <laughs> yep. And he's got yep. a big yep. ass head, too. Uh, big ass oh, head. Oh, it's a bad. terrifying scene. Real bad. Uh, let's go to Shelby. Last terrifying. pick. Uh, my last pick is going to be from the uh, anime movie Akira. Um, oh. Enough said. <laughs> I, I have yeah. two. I have I have two. If you do one, if you depending if you don't take the other one, I'm going to do the other one. So. Okay. I, there's I, two. Did, I had originally had two, but the, the one scene, and this, I'm picking this because I still have nightmares of this. 
when he can no longer contain his form, when he just becomes like a puddle of human, and it's yep. just grotesquely just destroying uh-huh. him. And, oh my god, I have nightmares where like there's been an accident, and I like I see the person, and they're just a puddle person at that point. Like they're this weird, grotesque, writhing mass that shouldn't be alive and shouldn't be feeling, but they do, and it's terrifying. And it gets even worse when he crushes the girlfriend. <laughs> That's the part I hated. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just keeps screaming, where is she? Where is she? It's like, you crushed her. I'm sorry. It was, it, it was really weird because right after he's like, where is she? Where is she? And the emperor is like, you know, in your anger, you killed her. And then the guy's like, no. No. Hated that part. Hated that part. <laughs> Ruined the scene for me. All right. Hunter. Last one. Uh, I also, at one point in time, was going to mention the thing. I think it's important that we both just say the thing in general. You don't need a moment. We did talk about the spider head, I guess, if you want to mention that. I did. That was a great one. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I definitely, at some point in time, I, I'm guessing nobody has anything from Scream on their list. Um, nope. Scream's not the scariest movie, don't get me wrong, because it's a person and it's really just a slasher flick at the end of the day. But that opening scene from the very first movie, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, I feel like, but is legitimately scary. Yeah. Like, if, if you grew up the way that I and a lot of my friends did, you lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you had a landline. Also, it was just scary in general when the phone rang because it felt like that meant someone could see you like you knew they knew you were at home. Um, but that idea of being too far away from help that someone is toying with you that she gets so close to like being saved, but she's so injured. She can't talk. And then that's just it. Um, that's a very dreadful scene. It's not the one I'm picking, by the way, this is my honorable mention. Um, <laughs> what I'm, what I'm going to go with is another book. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones is, is one of those big kind of up and coming names in horror writing. Um, he's native American. And so a lot of his books are centered around that in a lot of different ways. He uses a lot of native American characters and iconography and stuff. And his first big book that blew up actually is called the only good Indians. Um, the gist of it is that these, uh, native guys who, uh, are, are officially off the reservation, um, even though they're, they're, they grew up on one of their parents did um, did something years ago when they were out hunting these elk uh, basically made some poor choices. Didn't really use all of what they should have and shit comes back to haunt them later. Uh, it's, it's not a like big spoiler at this point because the book's been out for a long time, but um, they start seeing this woman, the body of a woman with the head of an elk. That is kind Jeez. of it follows it's kind of it follows them like you're not going to get away from it. And if it gets close enough to you, you know, it's going to fuck your day up. Uh, and there's a sequence at one point in time when one of the guys um, is is uh, <laughs> he thinks that he's safe. Uh, he goes out into his backyard and she's like on the other side of, of the fence. Like she's gotten way closer than he thought that she would. And so he's scrambling to try to get far enough away from her to keep stuff from happening. But the description of just like, she just keeps coming. She will not stop. And eventually she's going to get to you is a lot. They just call her the elk head woman. She, by the way, it's not like, oh, I've got an elk mask or like I put an elk head over my head. No, she can like bray like a fucking elk. Um, has those like dead black doll eyes. It's a whole thing, man. Um, 
to me, it is his best book. He's written a couple others, and, and I don't think they're as good. But The Only Good Indians is definitely worth a read. Ooh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing, man. I'm telling you. Lindsay, uh, give me your last one. It's from Akira. So, so, so the other one from Akira is when Tetsuo is in the psych ward, and the other children that are ancient-looking are messing with him. And so it's these these three kids that look like little old people messing with his mind. And, like, one takes the form of, like, a toy car, and one takes the form of a teddy bear. And then the teddy bear gets really, really big and terrifying and starts spewing milk everywhere. But it doesn't look like milk that's coming out of the, the seams and eyes and everywhere. And it's just, I don't like it. <laughs> well, what was it if it wasn't milk? I mean, it's milk, but it just, it looks like pus and ooze and nastiness. Milk. Did it look but like, it's milk. Did it look like milk or did it look more like... Big fat load of cum then. No, it did not look like cum. Thank you. Oh, don't you say that word. It's disturbing. <laughs> uh, then it's not okay. Then it's not okay. The uh, jars also oddly bo- like bothered me. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen Akira in forever. Yeah. Still waiting on that live action American remake, baby. Water it down for me, Hollywood. No, I'm, 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 I'm good. I don't need a live action of that one. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think they started it 20 years ago. It was 10 years ago. I mean, that's like Robotech was supposed to have one like 25 years ago, and it's still on the writing table. Well, they I thought they had another attempt in 2021. Uh, I think so because I think it was a pretty big director attached to it, and then nothing ever happened. I think it might have even been yeah. Jordan Peele. I might be crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't care either. I never I really liked actually do remember that story. Shelby's looking it up. I want to know before I get to my last answer. My last one's also a book, Hunter. Surprisingly. Oh, no, yeah. really? I'll give my honorable mention real quick. Because originally, I talked about this last night, and it's the only reason I'm not putting it on the list. Two things from an American werewolf in London. The first time you see the wolf when he uh, yeah. is in the subway and he slowly walks out, and you only see him for a, a second. Um... And then, as much as Hunter didn't like it, the ending to an American Werewolf in London. I love the ending, and I'm I I I don't know what it is. It's just the sadness of it all to that Marcel's Blue Moon song. There's just but something. Not, you want, oh, you're talking about for last. I think you're talking about for this list. I was like, but it's not scary. <laughs> no, well, it doesn't always have to be scary. It's just you know favorite moments from horror. Um, but I didn't put it on. Well, the I thought list. we were doing scary moments. No, I changed it. Remember? <laughs> anyway. Fuck. The last, um, <laughs> my last pick. I he has altered the deal. Right? He doesn't alter it again. Jenna, would you like to know about Akira before your last pick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, the last update that anyone has is from April 9th of twenty twenty three. Taiko with Taiko with TD with TD. Taiko with TD. I was looking into taking a crack at the adaptation, and as of now, updates suggest he's still working on the film. Uh, well, not currently. That, <laughs> well, apparently that came from Justin Kroll, uh, a senior reporter at Deadline. Ooh. This Deadline. Uh, it's an entertainment portal. It's a it's a news publication of sorts. Um, well, if it's worth anything, then I guess you can take his word. I mean, it's not the most unreliable source, so I'd say it's a possibility. But with the writer's strike, is the writer's strike still going on, or is the actor's strike that's going on now, right? Actor's strike. Okay. Writers the actors are still going still, on. Yeah. yeah, they're still stricken. Because so, if the writer was still going on, SNL wouldn't be running. That's right. Nor would John that's Oliver. Right. Or daily talk shows, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, yep. So my last pick uh, was probably the most traumatizing thing I can remember as a child, and I always, I always, I, uh, I, I always credit the wrong book for it. I always thought this came from scary stories to tell in the dark, but it wasn't. I always, I've always made that mistake. So there was a book that I picked up at the the book fair, as we all did, you know, back in the day. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was a book called In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. I know the title. I have never actually picked the book up. It's a kid's horror story, basically. It's, it's, It's a book for children of urban legends and scary stuff like that. And there was a story in there called The Green Ribbon. I'm sure it wasn't the yellow ribbon. Positive. Positive. I looked it up just to be sure. Okay. Um, I know where the story is going, but yeah. Yeah. So it's about a girl girl named Jenny who meets a boy named Alfred, and they they fall in love. She always wears a green ribbon around her neck, and she never takes it off. Going to. Yeah, she never takes it off, and she always I, I tells thought him, it was from the scary storybook. Also, she says she's waiting for the right time, and once they get old and she gets sick, she says it's the right time. She pulls the ribbon off, and her head falls off, and that yep. always scared the hell out of me as a kid. It was so, and like I'm looking <laughs> at the, I, because because it has the illustration of the woman yes. with the ribbon on her neck, right? Yeah. So I have opened this book because my friend Jennifer had a copy of it, and there was a night she had a sleepover that like eight of us were there and I woke up before everybody else. And it was like the closest book. And I'm like, you know what? I'll flip through it. I don't want to wake everyone else up yet. I made a mistake. I slammed that book shut and I went downstairs and turned on the TV. <laughs> yeah. It's unsettling. So, so they did a version of that story in Hey Arnold. What? Oh, they did. Was uh, it, was it called uh, Hey Arnold? What the fuck are I you reading? I don't remember that episode. <laughs> Yeah, they they did a version of it, and yeah, it was just uh, they did a, a bunch of like scary stories. They were telling each other scary stories and stuff like that, and yeah, like that was very much one of the stories. It, uh, that that's where I know it from. As a kid, I mean, it was pretty uh, it was pretty traumatizing. The idea that you know you could fall in love with someone, and in their dying days, they just their head falls their head off. falls off. Yeah. So I never trusted a girl that I ever saw wearing uh, uh any kind of ribbon or anything around her neck. Lindsay, I had that thought as a child for the longest time. Like, if I just pulled that ribbon off, would their head come? Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And nothing says terrifying Tanner Thursday like terrifying stories where Tanner's not there. So now, what, I'm, <laughs> what I have to do, Tanner, thank you a lot, is I have to now create a new image for this show specifically because I can't call it terrifying Tanner Thursday. So you've created more work for me, and there's nothing scarier than more work. That is going to do it for us tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new horrors time. Horrors. As we wrap up the uh, the Halloween season. It's been a fantastic, fantastic month on Podzilla 1985. Been very, very good, and I couldn't have been happier with it. Um, this, this, could be our, this could be our defining moment. It's our swan song. So... You know, if we cut it off like I want to. Long song implies that we're not coming back, yeah, Shannon. Right. I'm, I'm aware. Now, you next say week, it every year. <laughs> next week, we do start in, uh, Nostalgic November. It's Lindsay's time to shine. Uh, On Wednesday. Yeah, so she better start coming up with topics. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Well, all we right. also, I mean, to be fair, we also have uh, extras and epilogues laid out for uh, the first half of the month. Yeah. Um, 
doing full on nostalgic stuff for that. And I think Ace is coming on, right? Wednesday. Ace is going to be on. And I threw you a curveball. Jesse's coming on. Yeah. 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 All new yeah. guests on it's extras and epilogues. Time. The first episode will be next Wednesday, and it will be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Lindsay yes. Wolfgang. Not and the I last think unicorn. Ace was right like after that. Yeah. On uh, November 8th, Ace is coming on to talk about the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and Jesse's nice. coming on on the 15th to talk about a goofy movie. Oh, really? which I have Which I have never seen. Oh, Really? Despite all the times we've talked about it, I've never seen it. There's a weird part in that yeah. movie where Goofy's like, Hey, Sora! I don't understand it. No. <laughs> no. That is weird because that movie no. came out in, what, 92? 1974. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> 1974. All right. We'll see you guys for all new horrors time tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. I'm not going to make any more Tanner jokes. Shelby, take us out. She no, can't, her mouth's she can't. full. Her mouth is full of, what is that, pudding? What As is that? As the show begins, Mar- so Mar-Kate. does it end. Is it porridge? <laughs> porridge. It's anniversary cake. Hey, what anniversary? Oh, hey. oh, yeah, you guys got married a year ago. It's true. Did it, did it uh, hold up okay anniversary. in the freezer? Oh, no, we didn't go that route. Uh, okay, no. good. So, turns out that that's a fertility thing, uh, is the origin Ew. of that. Congratulations, yeah. Shelby. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's so, no, I absolute fucking bullshit. I, I decided Did you just to go order another cake Shelby from Becky <laughs> with a uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, I, I surprised Shelby with a very, very mini version of our wedding cake from the her favorite flavor combination. Nice. Uh, I thought you liked it too. Oh, I did. Uh-oh. 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 Let's cut delicious. the show off there. <laughs> it's divorce like- time. All right. <laughs> oh, Have a good night, everybody. I don't like how it rhymes with horse. <laughs>